Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you my story, my story as a Chicana and my knowledge. I am a certified health coach, a therapist, a mother, but an overall Chicana. We all have many things in common, but I know for sure we have one thing, that our parents sacrificed their lives to immigrate into this country for a better life. I have created this community for you, my Chicana sister. Porque unidas, creamos cambio. Welcome, Chicana moms. Thank you so much for clicking and taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast of mine, which is yours as well. Um, So gracias, like really, like it's, I'm really grateful for those of you who really take the time to listen to Chicana Mom's podcast. And with that said, I do want to tell you that today's episode is going to be like a little different, okay? I did post on Instagram that if you would like to share your Chicana story to email at Chicana Mom's uh, email. Moms at gmail.com and every single story um, will be published on this episode. This is not just my platform, but I'm also wanting to share this with you so that you can share your story. And due to confidentiality, obviously, um, I will change the names um, unless you're okay with uh, me saying your name. But if you're not, I'm always going to change it to make sure that, you know, um, it, it's confidential. But at the end of the day, like your story is still being heard. And when you hear your story, it just gives you a profound approach of like listening, listening to it um, through a different view. Because you're going to be hearing someone else, which is myself, read your story. And sometimes it's pretty interesting, you guys, that when we share our story and it comes and it's repeated by somebody else, um, like we take it in differently. And that's also my purpose. So that when you send your stories as a Chicana mom, or even if you're not a mom, it's okay. Eventually, if your dream and you want to be a mom one day, like as females, we have this in us, that nurture of just wanting to, I mean, I know there's some that don't care of wanting to be a mom, but if you're a Chicana with kids or not kids, please feel free to, um, send your story so that it can be published in this platform of the podcast world. So I'm going to share with you a story of a beautiful Chicana mom and as you're listening to her story, many of you might relate, maybe all of you, I don't know, but I know I did have some sort of, uh, I could relate to her. I, I could relate to her and her story and I'll give a little bit of my input at the end of her story and because due to confidentiality, um, as I read the story, is um, her name has been changed to Lisa and um, as you hear Lisa's story 
I'm going to read it in a way where I can hear her, her pain, her happiness, her motivation, because I was able to relate to her and I'm going to do my best. So if you would like, again, to send your Chicana story, please email me at chicanamoms at gmail.com and I will review your story, go back and forth if needed to ask you questions just to be clear and all you would have to do is email me back stating that you consent for your story to be shared on Chicana Moms Podcast and that is pretty much it and yeah. If you like to, go for it. If you have any other questions, you could also reach me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, and I will definitely answer any questions. So, let's get started with the story of this beautiful Chicana named Lisa. My name is Lisa. I was born and raised in California. To be honest, I've never had any interactions with other Chicanos like myself. Growing up, it has only been my mom and I. There are many stories of first generations having it difficult because of parents working so hard and having a lot of growing up to do on her own. My story is different. My mom got pregnant at 24 years old and married my father right before I was born. My father is 12 years older than my mother and it was a divorced man with three children who lived in another country. My mother tried to have the perfect and ideal family. However, my dad was very irresponsible. He had no financial responsibility. When I was a year old, my mom started working for a company and was made fun of because she came to the US at 23 and knew very little English. From all of the employees at her company, No one had to pass a certain license that was needed for work. And she put herself down to take that license. And of course, she passed. Two years later, she made a deal with the owner and with my grandfather. And they both gave her a loan, so she paid off her loans a couple of years later. Throughout this time, my parents divorced. seven days a week she worked her ass off and enrolled me into private school and I can say I've had the best of everything but I was always that girl waiting for her ride until 5 and 6 p.m. and never had a lunch because she would forget to go to the grocery store she now has four locations and is very movida y inteligente she's a great businesswoman don't get me wrong That I admire on a very business level. She is also very giving to her family, sometimes too much. But as a mom, not so good. After school, I was always at her office until closing. Every weekend I was left with a babysitter, a different babysitter. Or I was left alone at home because she was out partying with different guys. She has made awful choices with men, has always put them before me. 
I think since she didn't give me the time, she bought me things and gave me everything I always wanted, so she spoiled me. She never helped me with my homework, but paid for a tutor to help me. However, I got a C, D's, F's. I was hit. As most Hispanic parents hit, I was one of them. would hit me with the heel of her shoes most of the time. Every summer, I would stay at my aunt's with the perfect family from Mexico, who I considered perfect. That is where I got molested and where he tried to rape me at 15 years old. That day, I left and I would stay with another family and friends in Mexico. That night, I started to drink to party. Never said anything until I was 26 years old though. Throughout those years, my mom sent me to therapy because I was being too disrespectful towards her all the time. And all I ever wanted was just to party and have sex and numb. I definitely have cried out a lot for her attention so desperately. But she has always said, I am crazy. And she would compare me by saying, look, this person, they finished school. Why can't you? Since I've always wanted her approval, I always stopped going to my community classes to help her in her office just to be with her. Now I am 32 years old and I can say I've had it. I am now married with a toddler my husband is a doctor in Mexico and is doing everything he needs to do to become a doctor here in the U.S. Surprisingly, my mom is an amazing grandmother, but she just can't be the good mom that I need her to be. My husband and I had a miscarriage and came to realize that I can no longer let her control my life. I had an appointment due to the miscarriage I was bleeding heavenly, so I was supposed to get a lot of bed rest. At the doctor's appointment, she literally made it about herself. She showed up late. She was showing me texts to confirm that it was my fault as to why she was late. And instead of saying, Mija, perdóname, lo leí mal which is what I needed to hear, she didn't say. And instead, she said, ¿Estás enojada porque no llegue tiempo? ¿Por ti qué gran escándalo haces? ¿Estás loca? And mind you, I was going to get an ultrasound to see if I still had the baby or not. In that moment, I realized that she didn't want to try to be a mom. I remember telling her, you need to go. This is not the place and time, and walked to the bathroom. She had nothing else to say. I got up and I left. That is where I had my aha moment. The thing is what to do next I told myself 
I worked as an employee at one of her offices. People think that because I'm her daughter, I have it easy and I have a say-so in her business, but it's complete opposite. If I'm late, I don't get paid. If I don't go to work, I don't get paid. That week, I was off because I had to be on bed rest. I didn't get paid for it, which is fine. Okay, I get it. However, we all have a week paid vacation per year. I had to ask my aunt, which is the general manager, in which she could please speak to my mom to use that week off as my vacation. My husband works as a medical assistant and is in school while he is collecting his hours for the medical board exam. We live in the house I grew up in without paying rent, but I'm tired and fed up with this. I've enrolled in a class because I have three more classes to finish my general eds. I have opened and started two offices for her to get going, but I don't have the schooling for the job to pay me enough, which is fine. My dilemma is do I stick up with my mom's negative way of thinking or say thank you and consistently deal with these negative circles on a daily basis. I can't go anywhere else right now. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm stabbing my mom in the back. I have this gut feeling like if I don't make a change now, I will forever be stuck in this relationship with my mother and it will never change. I don't want my daughter to think that my mom and I have a good relationship when in the contrary, it's not good. I am grateful for my mom, for all that she has done for me and my family. But my self-worth and mental stability is worth more to me now than ever. But I still feel stuck. Sincerely, Lisa. The story you just heard from Lisa is a story that many of us can probably, and I know I can relate. I grew up not having a healthy, amazing relationship with my mom the way I wish I could have had it. And many of you listening to this podcast can also relate to it. Obviously in different scenarios, but at the end of the day, it's always coming back to realize I wish I was just closer with my mom. You know, I think that our parents sacrifice so much They did. But there's, I think, a point that we don't always have to just justify that. I think that we have our own self-worth, our person. We become our own different individual. As mothers, we don't own our children. That means that our parents don't own us either. I remember there's times where my mom at some point would, even now as an adult, I mean, I'm like 39, she doesn't control me, but growing up as a child and adolescent, there was a lot of control. 
And I've mentioned this before. I get triggered whenever I feel like she's trying to boss me around. Or when other people are trying to boss me around. I don't like that. And it has a lot to do with that. But I am grateful that my parents came into this country to give me a better life. And I will always forever be grateful for that. I will always look out for them and take care of them. But I will also take care of myself. I will commit to take care of myself. My mental health, my physical health, and my spiritual health are very important. That no one in this whole planet can do but me. And just how Lisa's story can relate to any other Chicana out there. Or Chicana or not Chicana. Just as a human being. We all want the love from our parents in a certain way that we think is right for us. But imagine how hard we're going to try to fight that and maybe never get it. Or maybe someday get it. We don't know. So let's not create a waiting game. Start with yourself. Love yourself. Set boundaries. Honor your true self. And believe you're capable of doing so much more. You are intelligent. You are worthy. You are capable. And you are important. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you the best in everything that you do. Take care of yourself. And don't forget you are worthy. And you are loved. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an Anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.